This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the tinfoil hat titan, a.k.a. the conspiracy realist, a.k.a. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr., don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. This is the part where I insert something new, like every week. I don't know if I'm inter- I don't. I don't have anything new this week, so I'm gonna go with a classic oldie but goodie. AKA, if you catch me in the room with lions, Simba's dying. Come back 15 minutes later, I'll have dinner frying. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? I feel like your energy is different today, bro. You you had a long night, man. Um, I slept most of the night, all day yesterday. I wasn't, I wasn't been under the weather a little bit. Okay, okay. You, you finally then caught you. Yeah, man. After I was sick for like six weeks, finally then caught your ass. And it's your man, Dane, going wild. The West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA, High Chief Dame, don't fuck around, a liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Let's go. Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 111. Okay. Uh, what exactly about 1111 do hoes be like make a wish for? Like, what, what what's so important about 1111? I've never heard somebody say, let's make a wish because it's 1111. You don't, you don't be on the Twitter or the tweets and shit. At 1111, it's always make a wish at 11. I, I have no idea what the fuck the significance of 1111 is. So somebody uh, point that shit out to me because it's episode 111, so it's it's close. 20 years ago today, Cameron, Confessions of Fire dropped. Nigga, Confessions of Fire is fire. It is. I, that shit still get burned like once or twice a month for me, dog. Moving weight was my shit. At towards the end, like anybody try to say my man ain't nice, you know what else puzzled me? I find that shit a riddle. How come when you got a lot... People say you got a little. Oh, he act a little funny because he got a little money and he did a little song. And man, why do niggas always hit you with the little shit? They they try and diminish and demean what you're doing. But he summed that shit up perfect, though. Yeah. And also, on this day in 1997, More Money, More Problems dropped. The uh, the song? Yeah. Man, that was some shit, boy. Yeah. More Money, More Problems? B-I-G, B-O. B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A. No info for the D-E-A. Nigga, I was uh, riding on the uh, Grand River bus down the cast uh, with this shit on um, on cassette tape. Yeah. I had a Walkman that you had to flip that bitch over. I had it on CD by then. No, I kept them tapes for a long time, fam. Matter of fact, the lady on the corner house, she got kicked out of her house, and they put all her shit on the front lawn. And I went and I took the Walkman out of the pile. That's how I got me a Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> Get it how you live, got my it. nigga. Shout out to Rhonda. Hey, man, my first flat screen TV came from when motherfuckers got put out the apartment when I was living in Southfield. Straight up. Like, they they just used to put your shit out in yeah. the hallway. Mm. 
Slide that motherfucker to the left. Hey, man, I seen that bitch. I was like, well, it's worth seeing if it works. Yeah, <laughs> Slid that motherfucker down to my apartment. Straight up. Shit. Um, so, yeah, man, welcome back. Week 11, 111 and shit, man. How was uh, We had a pretty straight week. How was your week individually, though? I mean, my week was good. Uh, Signs I had some bullshit, man. I twisted my fucking ankle. Nah, you walking this bitch limping every other week, though. I, I was limping in this motherfucker. I had my nephew on my arms, and I was coming down the steps. And I just missed that last step. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't brace for the fall. I should have just threw his ass down because he, he little. And uh, babies are made for, like, for impact. Oh. <laughs> they made oh. to get, like, dropped and shit. Okay. <laughs> they are. Their bodies all jiggly and shit. They're like little bitty water beds. This, I, I know you didn't have a lot of kids. <laughs> I, I think the CPS needs <laughs> <laughs> It ain't my child. It's somebody else's. Uh, speaking of nephews, man, shout out to my nephew. His birthday was yesterday. Yeah, I saw he turned 19, right? 19 years old. Oh, that I remember. Shit is wild. I remember what it was like to be 19. Nigga, that shit is wild, fam. Hey, man. He is, 19? He is truly living like... He don't. He don't even know how good he got it right now. Yeah, man. Uh, I was nineteen. I had my first apartment. Man, Couldn't tell me nothing, nigga. I was wilding at nineteen. Nigga, what? Nigga, what? Yeah, I was wilding at nineteen, fam. Uh, I, I often, you know, sometimes I be I be throwing up throwback Thursday pictures and shit, and uh, niggas always be calling me and DM me like, "Who is this person that you picked?" Like, nigga, I lived a few different lives in my time. Y'all got to pray for growth. Y'all got to pray to God that y'all got this version of Jay Johnson here. Because, you know, there were certain points in my life where I didn't know where it was going. Hey, my nigga. I remember being 19. We was working at Comcast, making hella money. Well, shit, I didn't go. I ain't start Comcast at 21. Yeah, but I, I was there. And, nigga, this is like back when, like, nigga, I was making ridiculous amounts of money. My rent was 500 550 for my apartment. Like, nigga, I pay my bills and still have, like, three, four grand left over and just Shit. go to the mall. 19, I was probably working two or three jobs, um, not making a lot of fucking money, thinking about penitentiary chances. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get out this rat race somehow. But, you know, shout out to him, man, you know, and his decisions and shit like that. That's what's up, man. Uh, you know, we went down to the uh, I Declare War event. Hell, yeah. It was on, a nice, uh, nice event Friday. down at Dime. Yeah, man. So shout out to them. Shout out to everybody who put that on. Uh, we got to just meet with a lot of uh, young, up and coming talent. Uh, did a few interviews, heard and saw a couple performances. Some stood out more than others. Yeah, man. There was uh, my man Giff Reynolds. Yeah, shout out had, to Giff. Had a dope ass performance. Like his music really translated good in that live space. Yeah, it did. Um, I don't want to get my music pick of the week now, but my music pick of the week is. Oh fuck it, we we here now. Might as well. We do whatever we want to. My nigga Satch, Satch music, Satch music on all streaming <laughs> platforms. Let me tell you something. That nigga did a song called Bruce Lee. Well, before we even get there, so we came in with the with the interview and shit. The nigga, this nigga Satch stepped right to my fucking face, and I'm like, oh, I guess this is my first interview. Yeah, like he came in with a very commanding presence. Facts and uh. He had a Bruce said his name and shit was Bruce Lee and all the other shit. Then like after we finished, like he's y'all, like, you, y'all, y'all mind, mind if I, I stretch, stretch back here? <laughs> she was like, what? Uh, sure, go ahead. And uh, when it was time for him to perform, like nigga had on the yellow Bruce Lee shit. I'm like, oh, this nigga, is this nigga was doing backflips and shit back there with us. Listen, what's so funny and shit? You know how niggas we had that that very calmness to him. Yeah, but you became tell if that's like crazy calm and shit. I wasn't 100 percent sure. You, you know what I'm saying? But the nigga got up there. I think it was, I, I don't know if it was crazy calm, but he had like, 
he definitely had a, a very high level of confidence in what the fuck he was about to do. Yeah. And he went out there and he rocked that bitch, nigga. Tore that bitch down. This nigga got off the stage and started doing backwards flips, <laughs> cartwheels. The karate moves. High kicks and shit. I, I, listen, I know what y'all thinking, and that shit sounds wild. But it was an incredible performance. And like, it was wild. But the song, I said, oh, hey. I say I'm Bruce Lee. Like, hey. And and not even the shit like he the song was good, the performance was amazing, and this young dude got an incredible video that go along with the song. Like yeah. the shit looked like it's something that could be on BET right now. You could throw it in rotation somewhere. Facts. I strolled over to the nigga Instagram page and apparently this nigga actually like uh practices Muay Thai and all of this shit, like so he Actually, probably will Bruce Lee the shit out your ass. <laughs> what should make it even better? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. What's so funny is shit like the the, the song is called Bruce Lee. He talk about Bruce Lee in the hook, and the beat is dope, and the video is dope. But I listen to the song like it's a regular song though. Yeah, like he's just like rapping like normal, but the shit flows together he, perfect. He, you know, sometimes you find lightning in a bottle, and it yeah. works. And between the visual, the beat, him as an MC, yeah, like he he got it. He got uh, it. Bruce Lee, I've been banging that shit all week. Right. It is my shit. Yeah. I was fucking with Matasha, Who Do You Love, all week. Yeah. I like the video. She threw down a dope-ass performance. Nigga, you know that the video of the interview with us is already like up to 13,000 views. Where on is her that? Pa- on her page. Oh, I didn't even look. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. You know who the interview was with, though? Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know who the interview was with. You're welcome. Uh, who else? Day Day Badass. Facts. Oh, you know who else stood out? Uh, she, yeah, shout out to Day Day Badass. But uh, my man Brim Jones. Yeah. Because he uh, he definitely had a different attire. He had face, a unique look and a unique paint, story. Face paint, ripped shirt. Blood. Like, it was like, all right, fam, what's, 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 what's going on here? But uh, he had a definitely unique story. He shared some touching information and um, much respect to him for everybody put that level of effort into their craft. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. that was a dope experience, man. Day Day Badass surprised me too because I don't, I'm not going to say I didn't know what to expect, but I wasn't expecting her to perform the way that she did, her or Matasha. Yeah. Day Day performs really well. Yeah. Like I've seen her, that's the third time I've seen her perform. Yeah, and she, she was like cool. Like everybody that we interviewed, nobody was acting like Hollywood or on yeah. no bullshit. Everybody was good people. Got some good interviews off. Just had a good time that night, man. Yeah, that's dope. I didn't all know around. She, yeah. Um, so shout out to them, man. Um, what else popped off last week? I don't know, man. I just I stayed low, man. We had Jay Prince. Yeah, but I know we already kind of spoke on that. Oh, so last week's episode, man, the dreams and nightmares, man. Uh, shout out to everybody who took a listen to that. Uh, the episode did really well, and I, I don't think I got as many emails, texts, um, and DMs off another episode that we've done like that. Okay. Um, what kind of stood out? Well, apparently a lot of people go through those same night terrors and shit like that with the joint flying around the room like a lot of people reached out like listen like this happens to me like I thought I was the only one I didn't know this I didn't know that uh, shit, somebody even broke down what some of those dreams I was had what they mean and what they likely mean or whatever like it was like people were really reaching out and uh, oh okay I, I appreciate that man that's pretty dope and you never know I mean it always seems that whatever you're going through like you're the only one going through it yeah but when you open up and start discussing different things 
a lot of people go through that exact same thing, man. Nobody reached out about any of my dreams. So. <laughs> <laughs> that Trick Trick shit is funny, though. <laughs> uh, I'm going to send it to Trick Trick, though. I wonder, I wonder what he's going to say. I want to get him in here and, like, tell him. Yeah. <laughs> that's some funny <laughs> shit. see if he's wearing a coat. Uh, that's some funny shit, man. I was fucking around in the green screen room this week. Um, you and Muddy? No. Uh, oh, I saw the I saw the promo video that yeah, you put up. And um, yeah, dog, I was fucking. I had um, asked somebody to come up here, and we was just. I just needed um, somebody to come up here so I make sure all the lighting and everything is straight. And I got this shit like perfect, man. And I did a bunch of different promo videos, and uh, we lit out here, dog. Okay, like we we ready to shoot commercials. We ready to shoot. The documentary thing I was shooting and shit, uh, I'm gonna edit up the first part of it, but like all the next parts, because it's gonna it's a docu series, it's gonna be continuing on the green screen. That shit's so, so I, I might get a chance to be in one of them. Man, relax, man. No, you got it, man. We got it, dog. If you, you wanted to be a hit, you throw Dame in it. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm just trying to make sure you you get on. I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> oh, you didn't type this. I don't. What does that mean? Uh, I'm sorry. I have posted something on social media and people are reacting to it. Let's be professional now. Well, <laughs> this is this is good. It could be a, it could be a topic. Okay. So I have posted that uh, if a guy can get the woman he really wants, he's going to treat her with his last name. Do you agree or disagree with that? If I can get the woman I really want, you in terms her. of in terms of what like. I mean, the woman of your the woman that you really, really want. Would you treat her with your last name? Yeah, I probably wife her the fuck up. Like I don't understand why that's that's. Uh, I don't. I don't know because, like, there was a woman that I dated, and before I dated her, mm-hmm. I was like, nigga, this is anything out. Just looking at her visually, kind of getting to know her. Differently, I was like, nigga, this is everything I want. Yeah. But then, like, when we started dating, I was like, eh, nah, nah. Well, that, she well, ain't that, the woman of my dream. Like, well, she wasn't before. the woman of my dreams that I thought she was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So before, that was lust, right? Oh, yeah. I definitely wanted to, to knock her down. But yeah. once you actually meet this person and you know him, and this is the woman that you truly want, like, why wouldn't you treat her with your last name? I don't know, man. Marriage is a tricky situation, and getting from dating to marriage can sometimes be difficult. One hundred percent. Like that shit is not a it's not a straight line. It ain't like you driving up Greenfield. Like that shit got a lot of twists and turns to it. So I mean, it should. It does. Yeah. So I mean, it's it sound good in theory, and then the other person has to be invested in it as well. Like as a man, I can be like, oh, I want to marry her, but like if she ain't with it, like niggas a dud. Man, okay. and I've seen niggas propose and get the no. No, that's a big fear of mine, right? Like, if you propose and motherfuckers, I mean, you clearly should, should know the answer, right? You would like to think that you know the answer, but like, if you propose and it's, it's still no, a, it's still a crapshoot. Like, Jesus Christ! Normally, the the probability should probably be on your side. It, it should, should be. it should be pretty high, but I mean. You never know somebody else's heart, their intentions, what they really feeling, right. and when they confront it with that pressure in front of a group of people, like niggas may crack. So when you when you propose to your wife mm-hmm. the uh, the first time, well not the first well, I time. I mean my only yeah. my, my ex wife when I proposed to her. Go ahead. You did the solo joint, or you did it like in front of people, or how you? How no, you worked I, that? it was solo. It was solo. We was at the house. Uh, shit, man, we was. I had bought the ring maybe like a week before. Yeah. So, like, nigga, I'm holding on to this shit, like, 
nervous as fuck because, like, I just didn't know when to do it. And looking back, I probably should have did it in front of her friends and family. But we was at the house, you know. We had my my son was moving around, and I just got to fit like it just felt like the right moment. Yeah. I was just sitting there with her, and I was like, you know, I love you, I love my son, I want to grow our family. And I just told her, I said, next year we should get married. And I slipped a ring on her finger, and she was like ecstatic and was like, yes, yes, yeah, yes, we yeah. getting married next year. Yeah, yeah, and it just happened just that simple. It wasn't. Like and I was young. I didn't have like a big like if I was to get in, when I get engaged again, like I know what to do differently. I want to have like a little bit more presentation to it, but like you know, it was it was sincere. Like I everything that I wanted was happening in that moment. I was laying there with her, my son, and our house. Like it just felt it just all felt right. So yeah. I did it. Man, that's dope. That's what's up. Uh, so I post that, and somebody was like, "No, you you didn't write this. You didn't say this." I'm like, "What the fuck? What, how did I? How, 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 Who said it? Then? I don't know. Show me the author. <laughs> like when people say shit, like 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 fucking prove it, dummy. Shout out to uh, a <laughs> friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> show me the author of it, then. Uh, man, uh, what kind of music been kind of slow this week, dog? Yeah, it has been. They shit really good. You take a listen to Wiz album? I did, but I'm not, I don't like this new version of Wiz that we're getting. What you mean? Like his, the sound of his music has changed so much throughout his career. The Wiz, Rolling Papers 2 Wiz ain't what we got on Cushion Orange Juice. On Cushion Orange Juice is. Like, is, is his pinnacle. That's the Wiz that I want to get. Uh, Taylor, Cush- Taylor Allardyce is like his second best work ever. Yeah, but that's still mixtape Wiz. You know what I'm saying? No, no, that was was that an album? No, that was a I mixtape. Mean, it, it was all original music. Yeah, just like Cushion Orange Juice was all original music. You know what I'm saying? So, but Cushion Orange Juice was like damn near like perfect. Taylor Allardyce was too. Was that the one that had phone numbers on it? No, that's a uh, Cabin Fever. Okay. Taylor Allardyce was hosted by um, Rob Markman. Okay, yeah, yeah, it that was, was like an interview through like every one of them bitches was like. Good. Yeah, I remember that one. So. Cushion Orange Juice, Taylor Allardyce, Cabin Fever, and Cabin Fever 2. And Only Nigga in First Class. Only, uh, I, I like know, Only man. Nigga in First Class. Them I five, like that song he had with Cam on it. Like, that's five tra- I mean, that was five projects from Wiz that I fuck with. I can't name five projects from other rappers. Like, it's hard to name five projects from people that be like, yeah. But Wiz built so much of his career up through like mixtapes. That's a little bit different, like because three of them, pro- what three damn near four of them projects you named were mixtapes. What is a mixtape? Like, what does that mean today? Like, I don't know what that means anymore. Like, I can listen to that bitch whenever I want to, and it's a hundred percent original music. But we grew up in the air. Well, we came up listening to music in the air where niggas were dropping mixtapes where it was original music, but sometimes they rap over other niggas beats. They rap over shit that's unsampled. This shit right here is not cleared. Because this shit that's dropping right now aren't mixtapes. Like, mixtapes had a DJ on them, and they would actually mix in records and shit like that. Like, we just got, this is like unreleased music, or this is just unofficial music, so to speak. They didn't, uh, independent music. Yeah. Like, what if Pac was able to drop mixtapes? B.I.G. was able to drop mixtapes. I didn't have to go through a label to drop music. But Biggie, Biggie was on several mixtapes. Like, I got some old Biggie well, freestyles. Let me rephrase that, because those were actually mixtapes. What we have right now is just musics that are that came out without the official company and shit. Yeah. Uh, what if... That's, it's, you know, the equivalent to a mixtape? Thug Life is the equivalent to a mixtape. 
Tupac Thug Life? Mm, make it make sense to me. Like that, like that don't really get classified as a Tupac album, though it was. Uh, it didn't get as much critical acclaim as it did. It was like a mixtape project I put my friends on. Okay. Well, I can see it your way on that. With that explanation, I can see it your way. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, you know, one of our episodes that we did, uh, which actually I looked at the numbers, our most streamed episode ever is the One Gotta Go episode part two. Okay. With Trinidad Ant. Shout out to the homie Ant. Facts. This um, week in culture is always good. That episode was dope. I think that is the one where I said that um, Beyonce's Love on Top is better than anything Oprah's ever done in her life. <laughs> <laughs> Love on Top is still my shit. It makes me happy when uh, I hear it. So I was on the internets and I, sang, I came across something and it said, One Gotta Stay. Which okay. is the exact opposite of one gotta go, but the same rules kind of apply. So three niggas is leaving. Yeah, well, out of these four, this one gotta stay. Okay. Like all the hey, look, this gotta stay. So we're full of unpopular opinions. Let's go. Yeah. So the first one that came across was a 2015 trap albums, oh, and man. we got Future, Dirty Sprite Two. Oh man. We got uh, is that young? Th- yeah, Young Thug. I don't know the name of this album, but this nigga naked on the cover, and I'll he can go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ray Sharmert and um, Travis Scott. One got to stay. Only one that's got to stay is the Lord and Savior of the Trap, Super Future. The rest of these bum niggas can go. Uh, I. While I tend to agree, the only future album that I ever liked was this uh, Dirty Sprite 2. Uh, that Ray Shrummer Amber is cold. What's the name of it? Like, man, you you just giving me. They only got two albums. You said, I thought you said mixtapes. My bad. Uh, Dirty Sprite 2 has to stay because it has one of my favorite future songs on there ever. Fuck up some cobbles. Okay. Uh, let me just. Fake nigga lie to a real nigga. Uh, Shrimp Life. Volume one. Okay. Uh did had uh, everything. I ain't got no type was on there. Come get her. Um what's the shit where niggas was doing the uh mannequin challenge and shit? Black Beatles? Yeah. Um No Flex Zone. That was no my shit. No Flex Zone. Uh nigga what? Black Beatles on Shrimp Life too. I okay. take that back. Um so damn, they got three albums, low key. Uh because they just put out the the last joint was like a, a triple, solo. Yeah, a triple album. Yeah. So shit. Anyway, it's a lot of fucking. Uh, music. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. Dirty Sprite too. Gotta stay, dog. It's hard for me to go against Future. Yeah. Uh, do you? Let me send you this joint. Actually. All right, man. We got one. Gotta stay. Kanye West, Part One. Uh, now we have college dropout. Classic. Late registration. Yeah. We have graduation. And we have 808. 808s and heartbreaks. All good. Guys. One got to stay. If all of these, out of these four projects, which one has to stay? For me, it's College Dropout. Such a good album. It got to stay. Yeah. It's the reason that we like Kanye. I don't know, man. Late registration probably made me more of a Kanye West fan. 
because his production started to evolve. So it was more than just like the old soul samples. His production started to evolve so much. Roses was my shit. Crack music. Yeah. Uh, what was Hold Me Down with Brandy? The, what Dynasty uh, was on there, right? The part one? But, you know, the remix with uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Forever, yeah. Uh, yeah, dog. Even though he re- he recited a bunch of these old ass raps that I had on a bunch of Kanye West mixtapes, he put them bitches um, put them to good use. Yeah, he finally put them bitches to good use. But like the Brandy record, like I heard them verses on so much different shit, it felt it didn't really feel like a. It felt different if you never. But if you never heard them verses anymore, it sounded like a regular song. I'm like, nigga, this is old mixtape shit. You know how when you talk about like music being relevant to something that you was going through in your life, yeah. like college dropout, like. Spoke to me at that time. That's what, 03, 04? Yeah, because, like, nigga, I had literally stopped, like, I stopped going to school and I was taking care of a family and kids. Like, low key, uh, I, that was like, when I first started Comcast. But one, um, uh, who was that? Uh, matter of fact, I was, uh, talking with the shit about Ken. You know, you remember Ken? Yeah, like, yeah. we was kicking on, uh, music. Nene, matter of fact, I told her we only friends because she liked Kanye West when we first started talking and shit. Like, she was the homie on some music. Like, oh, you fuck with Kanye? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. uh, that shit was like it. Yeah. Uh, all right. One Gotta Stay, Kanye West Part 2. This is an easy choice for me, uh, but read the, read the four. Okay. It's My Dark Twisted Fantasy, Yeezus, Life of Pablo, and Yay. For me, personally, uh, my twisted, dark, beautiful Fantasy is Kanye West's best work. Really? 100%. His best work ever. Hands down. His best work. I wasn't really a huge fan of that album. Not to say it was trash, but for me, I if one got to stay, I'm going to pick Pablo. Pa- what? Yeah. I'm going to pick Life of Pablo. Like, I love that album. Father Stretch My Hands. Hold on, <laughs> man. Hold on. Ultra man. Light Beam. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Really, nigga? I mean, if you if you're asking me which one I want to stay, it's the life of Pablo. Jesus My, Christ. I thought you didn't like that album. I didn't like it at first. I'm, like matter of fact, I, I vaguely remember you keep saying yeah, that, that I, shit was I trash. Did, I didn't like it at first, but like the more I listened to it, like it grew on me. Like that's My probably, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is that Kanye West this is his best album. It's a classic fucking album. I how get. how the 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 instrument the, the beats on there, the production on there, the rhymes, it got one of the it got Nicki Minaj's best verse ever. Yeah, she ki- um, she bodied monster. Yeah, bodied um, that shit. The shit on there with uh the little skits on there with uh the blame game, the blame game, dog. Runaway uh, was my shit too. Nigga. Like the first time I saw him perform that shit with the NPC, and like this was around Good Friday, so right before this album, yeah, Good, Good Friday is dropping. So I got all those joints on. Like whenever I listen to this, I go listen to Good Friday as well because all that music, <laughs> excuse me, all that shit goes together. Uh, shit, man, I, that's that's his best work to me. Though I'm still going with Pablo. Jesus was trash. trash. Blood on the leaves and bound is the only thing that kept Jesus together. And his Jay, I don't even give a fuck enough about it to to speak on it. All right, so check this out. One gotta stay. TDE albums mm. minus Kendrick. So this don't got nothing to do with Kendrick, but TDE albums. We got Schoolboy Q, Oxymoron. Good ass album. You got uh, The Sun's Tirade by, um, what's my man? Isaiah Rashad. Yeah. 
Uh, we got J Rock four a what's it nine o o five nine, and then we got Scissor album. What was Scissor album just called? I can't think of what. Yeah. It's a great fucking album. It's yeah. all these award. Boom boom boom. One of these got to stay. That's hard for me. Because it's, it's only one or two. For me, it's it's one or two ways you go with this shit. It's either Scissor, for me, or Schoolboy Q, Oxymoron. I'm going with Schoolboy Q. I'm more of a hip hop fan myself. Like I'm, I'm not going to diminish Scissor's album because it was good. Yeah, shit was really good. Yeah, but Schoolboy Q was like in his in his bag on this shit. It's like, time for another Schoolboy run, by the way. It is. It's and he time, up next. Yeah, it's he time up next. for another Schoolboy run. Because just how they go in succession, Schoolboy, yeah. we'll, get a, we'll get a Q album before the end of the year. This Q album was cold to me. Fuck yeah. I used to work out to this shit, like the whole album. Like, this was my shit. Uh, Scissor opened up a lane for TDE that they don't have. They, didn't ha- they don't have the woman R&B lane. You know what I'm saying? So as far as TDE goes, like that's a very important album for them yeah. to to have another breakout star um, that's not named Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah, and she, she like you said, Grammy she just, nominated, and you know she what expanded saying? the sound of the label. Yeah, so I I don't I'm not dissing none of these other albums, and even this J Rock album was good as fuck. Yeah, even the Sun's tirade because Isaiah Rashad is an incredible lyricist. Yeah, he deal with a lot of. Uh, he got the Hollywood and, you know, had a lot of the, the, the evils came for him. And, uh, but I don't know, man. So what's the schoolboy? Schoolboy got to stay. I mean, it's the shop talk. So whatever we say, we goes rap. Anyway. So, yeah. well, all right, schoolboy. And now this ne- I'm going to jump to the next one. One got to stay King Kendrick albums. We got Section 80. Mm. Good. Section 80 was so fucking good. Mm. We got Good Kid, Mad City. Mm. To Pimple Butterfly. And then, damn. Jesus Christ. One has to stay. Wow. <laughs> wow. I remember. How, how, how didn't, I didn't look at this before. Me neither. I just, I just saw it said Kendrick. Man, Section 80 was so fucking good. It was. <laughs> but then, Good Kid, Mad City, I remember having that shit and telling you, like, look, my nigga, this shit is really incredible. He's like, I, I don't want to listen to it yet. I listen. You ain't want to listen to it yet. But yeah. when it. Because I, I wanted to buy that album on iTunes when it first dropped. I wanted to listen to it all in succession, like because they was putting all the, the some of the singles and records on Hip Hop DX. I'm yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not reading a review of it. I want to listen to it. Shit though, um, to Pimple Butterfly, incredible. I don't think it's gonna be to Pimple Butterfly, and I don't no. think it's gonna be Damn. No, those are great albums, but you needed to set the foundation for Kendrick first. You're right. For a lot of people. For a lot of the quote unquote true fans, Section Eighty was what set that shit up. Yeah. A lot of people got introduced with, to Kendrick officially on Good Kid, Mad City, which is the greatest album since the death of Tupac and B.I.G. To me, um, you know that little that little thing that be floating around the internet. Like if B.I.G. and they ask you like, "What's the album? What's the best album since I died?" What would you say? Yeah. I always say Good Kid, Mad City. That. I think he would respect that shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think, like, I think we could smoke a blunt, listen to Good Kid, Mad City, and be be satisfied. Yeah, uh, but is it Good Kid, Mad City or Section 80? For me, I felt like Good Kid, Mad City was better than Section 80. Now, Section 80 started me being a Kendrick fan. I was yeah. like, this this young nigga got it. But when I Good Kid, Mad City, what what takes that over the top is that it had Dr. Dre's hand on it, but just 
Dre didn't push it over. You know what I'm saying? Like he crafted the right. How about Dre only produced one song on that album? But I'm I'm saying he stood I mean, exa- randomly. Like yeah. so, like when people uh, attribute Kendrick's success to Dr. Dre, like he produced one song on the album, and it was a bonus. Pharrell man yeah. produced the best song on that album. Um, Backseat freestyle. It was just so much good shit on that album, man. Good Kid, Mad City got to stay though. Yeah, it I, has to. I listened to what's what's that track number twelve? Sing about me yeah. and um, every single time all the way through. Uh, one got to stay the weekend. Fuck. I, I don't know shit. I mean, all this shit sound exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I need drugs. I need women. I need sex. 90s, 90s East Coast. We Woo! got <laughs> Into the Wu-Tang Clan, Nas Illmatic, Notorious Big, Ready to Die, and Jay-Z Reasonable Doubt. I'm going to let you have at this shit first. Oh, shit. Because all these albums were like, <laughs> this was this was like my ninth and 10th grade year of high school. Really uh, like ninth like ninth grade of high school for me. So like I listened to all these cassettes religiously every day riding the bus home. All right, man, listen. I had never heard niggas rapping like Jay Z. <laughs> like I remember. All right, listen. I'll, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, I'm trying to figure out which angle I want to take on this shit. Okay, because like I mean, it's no, it's biases on the table. Nas is my favorite, right? Yeah. Um. It's, uh, shit, uh, but Ready to Die. I don't think Ready to Die was a better album than Life After Death. I agree. I think Ready to Die was cool. It didn't. It doesn't. I hate this term, but it didn't age well for me. Okay. Uh, I don't think that Ready to Die is a better album than Illmatic. Um, Illmatic was so different for its time. It was. You Didn't shit saying? sound like it. Nothing sound like it. And the way that he was rapped, like, I don't, Rise ain't never really rapped like that. Like, he was just, you know what I'm saying, in the long. So, uh, it wasn't Reasonable Doubt, because that shit came out in the same time frame that all these albums came out, and niggas didn't listen to that shit until Jay-Z got popping later. Uh, it's not Reasonable Doubt for me. Okay. If one gotta stay... Illmatic is arguably the great. Now listen, I do not think that Illmatic is the greatest album of all time. I do not. That is not my personal belief. Okay. It is arguably the greatest album of all time, and I've seen so many different pundits and everything talk about that shit. Uh, I'm gonna say Illmatic because it did change how it changed everything, dog. Okay. How do you get rid of Illmatic? It's hard to, and I'm a, I'm gonna kind of attack this thing from the same angle. For me. I was a huge Wu-Tang Clan yeah. fan. I'd never heard nine MCs rap with this sort of aggression yeah. ever before. Like, protect your neck. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Cream. I'd never heard shit like that before. That Cream video, nigga? Was crazy. Was fucking crazy. You used to watch that shit on the box. That shit looked so fucking cool to me, dog. It did. Like, the jerseys. Niggas, niggas, like, niggas were wearing hockey jerseys, fam. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. No, but it became but it became, it became something. Cool. Yeah, it became a cultural aesthetic. That hockey in our culture did not mix. Like it wasn't shit in my besides us. Only other person I'd ever seen a hockey jersey was Tupac when he was spitting at the camera. Yeah, what year was that though? I, I want to say was it ninety six? I don't know what year that was. Everything blended together. Okay, reasonable doubt holds a special place in my heart, only because I remember 
I always talk about like my mother being from Jersey. Yeah. This is my last summer like we spent out in Jersey because my grandparents are both passed by then. And I remember listening to Hot 97 and they played the entire album on Hot 97. What? Yeah, front to back. And when I heard Brook like they they played Brooklyn's finest like three times in a row. Mm. And I like that combination of Jay-Z and Biggie rapping on rapping mm-hmm. together. Nigga played it, sprinkle coke on the floor, make it drug related. Like nigga, I I hadn't I hadn't heard lyricism lyricism at that level before. And that was a Dave Chappelle joke, by the way. I Spr- know. Sprinkle crack on the floor. <laughs> but you can turn a joke to a, a cold ass bar easy. Yeah. Notor ready to die. I mean I, I wanna I wanna say something. Go ahead, man. But I'm gonna get in trouble by saying this shit. This I mean it's unpopular, it's our show. Is Ready to Die overrated, though? I think it's sad. Like, it, was it that great of an album? It had a lot of good singles. But, like, cohesively as an album, there's a lot of shit that I skipped through on Ready I to sti- Die. That I still skip through to yeah, this day. So like, I, I mean, don't want to hear that shit. So, I mean. Now, some, clearly, it's some shit on there that's, like. Classic. I mean, classic. Warning, Big Papa, you know, shit like that is is timeless. But there's a lot of shit that I skipped through. But on this one, man, and then Illmatic. Like you said, we... I remember Illmatic dropped in 94. I had never heard a nigga rap like Nas before in my life. I could put Illmatic on in my cassette, close my eyes, and nigga, I was in Queensbridge. Like, I, I was walking the with nigga was Nas. Like 19, 18, 19 years old. You say you, they always say, like, you, you spend your entire life up to your first album. And, like, nigga, I felt like I was in his shoes when I listened to Illmatic. Like, it was, it was like a good book or something. Like, you can imagine. Imagine yourself there. Side note, this is why I don't give a lot of these young niggas a pass when it comes to horrible music. And they're like, well, they just kids. Nas was 18, 19 years old. when Illmatic He was 18 dropped. writing this shit. You know he was 19 when it dropped. B.I.G., uh, Early Pac. These niggas was kids writing this clap. Uh, fucking um, Mob Deep. Like, them niggas was kids writing yeah. this shit. So you don't get a pass for writing whack shit just because you a kid when we know what kids have what have potential that they have. So. Hey, man, but I'll be honest. If you put me on a deserted island by myself, I could only have one of these albums. I'm taking Reasonable Doubt with me. Mm. <laughs> That's got to stay for me. I'm taking Reasonable Doubt. Because it gives you everything that you kind of kind of need in the album. It was club. It had clubby, catchy shit on there. It had introspective shit. You know, it had real shit on there. Can I Live? 22 twos. Uh, for me, that's that. That was it. I'm going Illmatic. Okay, um, I get you. You going uh, uh, reasonable doubt. Uh, it says one got to stay. 2018 album so far. I don't know which one of these albums are, but it got B and B, beer bongs, and Bentleys. That's that's fucking Post Malone. Um, we got that shit can go out the window right now. We got um, Kids See Ghost. Kids See Ghost. We got Daytona. I couldn't think of the name of Pusha. Yeah. T album for shit. And then we got KOD. Uh, for me, it's KOD. I'm keeping KOD. Me too. I don't really have like no, though no I do, argument to that shit. Though I do enjoy Daytona, uh, I enjoy KOD much more because it's damn near triple the <laughs> length of the album. Shit. Like, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I don't have no argument for that one. 
And now my internet is not working up in this bitch. So, so we're going to have to go through the other ones. So listen, dog, this is going to be a very, very, very difficult one right here. Okay. Is this going to be that 90s, 90s West Coast? 90s West Coast. See, and that's when my internet one, stopped working in this bitch. One has to stay. We got Dr. Dre, The Chronic. Ooh. Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style. Yep. Tupac, All Eyes on Me. Ice Cube death certificate. Come on, man. Say them. Say them one more time. Give me them one more time, please. Uh, I watched. Uh, uh, which what was the movie yesterday? What was the name uh, with the Eazy-E and Ice Cube? NWA. I watched NWA yesterday. Straight out of Compton. Yeah, straight out of Compton. Which all these records mean a little bit more to me today because I just watched Straight Out of Compton again yesterday. Doctor Dre the Chronic, Snoop Dogg Doggy Style, Tupac All Eyes on Me. Ice Cube death certificate. Man. One got to stay. The rest can go. You can go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I remember the first time I heard Doggy Style. Woo. <laughs> like, Snoop, like, like we revere Snoop now. We've seen the... Tr- the, shout, out the my, prog- shout out to my cousin Larry who gave me that dub tape. <laughs> with the, you know what I'm saying? The, hey, yo, my old man took me into Sam Goody. And he saw me looking at it. And he was like, you want it? And I was like, hell yeah, I want dog. Like, in my sixth grade voice, yeah, I want doggy style. And he and he bought that. This is back when when shit had parental advisory on it. They my parent had to buy that shit. No, oh, I had that shit. You know, you stick a little piece of paper in the, in the, in the ends Fuck yeah, to dub that shit. I remember, like, I was in, it was like, I was like 10, 11 tops. You know what I'm saying? And one of the teachers in school was like, Y'all listen to that Snoopy Doggy Doggy? I'm like, uh, it's it's Snoop Doggy Dog. Um, But, like, I was reciting every fucking word of this shit at 10, 11 years old. Uh, Man, Doggy Style was so fucking good. The Chronic, like, like when you say that, that's like a brand name. You know what I'm saying? Blue Magic. It means something. Uh, Ice Cube Death Certificate. Come on. Cube is one of my favorite rappers of all time. I never deny that Cube was the biggest rapper in the world. At this time, hell yeah. Like, there there was no, before Tupac, I think I always think Tupac stole uh, Cube Shine. Because, I mean, Ice Cube was the biggest rapper in the world. Facts. Like, it it didn't get no better. Like, then Boys in the Hood came out. Like, Ice Cube was the pinnacle of what you want to do as a rap star. Because I'm in a movie and I make dope I raps. mean, when you look at it, even, <laughs> even today, Cube is still damn near the pinnacle of what... Like all around when it comes to music and the business, and I'm listening to that motherfucker. Fuck yeah, I love Ice Cube. Fuck, <laughs> and then All Eyes on Me, which is easily Tupac's best album ever. And we just argued the best double out, al- one of the best double albums ever. We just argued that track side one can go against anybody anything, album. Anything. One I'm, gotta stay. I'm just gonna make a personal decision. Oh man, it's gonna be unpopular as fuck. Which one of these albums do you think you listen to the most? Doggy Style, hands down. Mm. Hands down. I listen to Doggy Style like Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> With my kids in the car. Hands down. And Doggy Style has like one of the best intros. Do you remember when them fucking videos was on the box, nigga? When you see the niggas hang on the handlebars, niggas start transforming to the, all them fucking dogs and shit. Yeah, 
Nigga, I will sit there and watch Channel 41 all, all day. fucking day waiting for that motherfucking you video. You ever order a video on. on the box? No, I, I was did. poor. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and I didn't know as a young, as a little young boy that just because your video didn't come on instantly doesn't mean that they didn't get your order. And I ordered like the same video like 10 times. So when that when the bill came next month, uh a young, a young nigga lost his cable box. No, we didn't need no passcodes, no nothing. Like, nigga, don't order this shit. <laughs> I knew better to ever order anything after that. But I never I, had a WWE pay-per-view, none of that shit. I could order two pay-per-views a year. So mine would be SummerSlam and WrestleMania. But for me, man, I'm going to have to say The Chronic. The Chronic gave us so many classics. It birthed West Coast. It birthed the West Coast. The West Coast sound. Hold on, hold whoa, on. Whoa the now. new, the new West Coast sound as we know it now is all a byproduct of the Chronic. I don't think the West Coast sound that we have right now sounds anything like the Chronic. But uh, now nah, I might give you yeah, the nineties, the nineties West Coast sound. But I, how, how do I say that when Ice Cube was the West Coast sound and NWA was the Death West Coast sound? It was so fucking good. Cause that was West Coast music, Cypress Hill. That was West Coast music. Yeah, uh, but the Chronic changed that sound. What's a more classic song than "Nothing But a G Thing"? I listened to No Vaseline like four times yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't appreciate how good that. We that, was too young when it came out. Then Are I you right, my nigga? You keep burping and shit. And then you I, good? I, I, I listened to that shit yesterday over uh, my AirPod um, because that shit puts out extreme quality sound. And that shit sound amazing, dog. Amazing. Your house is like an Apple commercial. It is. You have everything Apple in your crib. I have everything Apple have ever invented inside of my house. And my house is video for surveillance 24 <laughs> hours a day. All right. In case one of you niggas try to get fly. And I will shoot you. And that shit is built like Fort Knox. <laughs> like, I don't see how a nigga could ever break in your house. Good. I thought a nigga was trying to get me last night, dog. Really? Yeah. I just kept hearing some shit about my, my garbage can and shit. I'm like, no, why did it sound like a nigga touching my garbage can? I had just brought it in the house and shit, too. I'm like, dog. So I turned all the lights down low. Got by the window and shit. You ready to take a life? Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, man. I'm going with the chronic still. Whew, shit. I like Doggy Style more than I like the chronic. Okay. I'll put that out there. If one of these got to go 90s West Coast... Do you think the cr- one gotta stay? I mean, I'm saying one gotta one, stay. One gotta stay. But how can the fuck can I get rid of Tupac? All eyes on me, dog. Uh, you know, know what I'm saying? That's two albums of of of, of great West Coast music. Yeah, it is. How can I how how can I ever bring myself to say that? And we just said here on this motherfucking show that this one can rival any other album by itself. Just this one by itself. I'm sticking is this with this one better than the Chronic. Yes, nigga. The Chronic. <laughs> this one, I'm sticking with Tupac, all eyes on me. It's staying. Because Tupac is what gave Dre the extra bit of boost. Dre done had like 12 different careers and shit. It's hard to pinpoint who gave a nigga his boost. Fucking with Dre Day, Let Me Ride, Nothing But a G Thing. Come on, man. All right, and that's pretty much where it stops. Bitches ain't shit. Look, so side note, bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks was not about bitches or hoes or tricks. It was a diss to Easy E and them. 
but they all they often use that song to explain how music is so misogynistic to women. Yeah. That song had nothing to do with actual women. The bitches, hoes, and tricks were other men that they were dissing, by the way. All right, man. I, I got to respect your opinion. All right. One got to stay. Wu-Tang Solo Projects. Okay. ODB. Uh, what's the name of this damn album? Returning the Dirty Version. <laughs> Returning 36 Chambers. The Dirty Version. Uh, shout Hold on. Before you... Shout out to my homeboy, Jay, who traded me... This CD for my copy of Puff Daddy and the Family's first album. Good trade on his part. Fuck no, it was the best trade I ever made. No, you gave him Puffy? Yes, oh, for Old Dirty. Good, yeah, good, good trade, good on, trade on my part. <laughs> we still talk about that shit, and that nigga is still sour about it. I have this album cover up on my refrigerator, and it has a W magnet holding it up. Because my kids was first learning like the alphabet. My son picked it up. He was, like he put it on the W. And I said, why'd you put Old Dirty's face on the W? He was like, W's for Wu-Tang, Dad. And I was like, that's 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 my child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Jizza, Liquid Swords. Good fucking album. Um we also got Only Built for Cuban Links oh, by Raekwon. And uh what album is this uh Ghostface? Because this don't look like his first album. It's not his first album. Because his first album was Iron Man. So let's replace that with Iron Man just to keep it keep the consistency. Or I mean just just solo pro I mean for me, this is very simple. It's only built for Cuban links. Facts. <laughs> only built for Cuban links. First of all, was a Ghostface was a Raekwon album, Raekwon and Ghostface album. As far as I'm concerned, because without those two together, this album does not sound the same. You That's couldn't Ghostface sit them on purple tape, Bad Boy by Nas album cover. Wait, <laughs> yeah, like you. This shit was a perfect marriage between these two. Raekwon was spitting on this shit. We're spitting on this shit. And not to say that any of these other ones was whack, because Old Dirty 36 Chambers was my shit. The purple tape. I mean, that's enough said. When you say that shit, it's just a certain level of quality that you know that you get. Niggas' tapes was black or clear, fam. I remember when I opened that bitch up and I pulled it out the cassette player and it was purple. I knew it was something special. I knew this was something different. And it set itself apart from everything else. Now you see the little the 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 collector's editions and shit that you can get. Yeah, they come like in. The, I want one of them bitches. Yeah, that'd be a nice keepsake. I actually want a fucking cassette player again. I have one. I think I'm gonna go find me a cassette. player. I got a cassette boombox. Yeah, that bitch take like twelve D batteries. Um, here goes a, a, a interesting one. One gotta stay. J. Cole albums. We got 2014 Forest Hill Drive. We got J. Cole, The Warm Up. Uh, and Mike Muddy is calling my phone, so I can't read it yet. <laughs> we got Born Center and Friday Night Lights. Call back later, Muddy. Uh, shit, man. For me, 2014 Forest Hill Drive, Forest Hill Drive might be the best J. Cole, might be one of J. Cole's best albums. And but Born Center was so good too. Let Nas down was my shit. Uh, for this now, what's so crazy is uh, Friday Night Lights is fucking excellent, dog. It is like Friday Night Lights is fucking excellent, dog. Um, it's some songs on there that shit is emotion. It did touch. It touched certain. It just some emotional shit on that album. Um. 2014 Forest Hill Drives. Gotta stay, dog. 
Yeah, I can agree with you on that one. Like the rest of these are expendable, but like that was that was a a good cohesive Cole album. Like he started to set himself apart. Here go one that should be uh it's go it should be rather difficult. Uh, Eminem. Okay. One gotta stay. We got Eminem, the Marshall Mathers LP, the Eminem Show, the Marshall Al- Marshall <coughs> Mathers LP two, and the Slim Shady LP. I have no idea why he throw Marshall Mathers LP two on this. Because that shit was terrible. Um, that shit gotta go. Okay. Um, Hold on. What are what are the four again? Because my my these, these are the three albums that matter when okay. it comes to talking about Eminem. We got the Slim Shady LP, the Marshall Mathers LP, and the Eminem Show. These are three classic albums that drop back to back to back. And these three albums, back to back to back, have made Eminem one of the greatest of all times. No matter what he released after that, I know what I, I, I be giving Eminem a hard time. But these three albums, back to back to back, puts him as one of the greatest ever. And these three Indeed. are fucking amazing. Indeed. I don't know, man, because this like the Eminem show was. They had to like collapse on there with yeah. I remember the first first Square time dance. hearing it. Yeah, and he was he went through shots at my my homeboy Cannabis, yeah. who just dropped a new track this week. By the way, did uh, you see the the the, uh, <laughs> the Drink Champs interview with Royce the Five Nine where he talks about almost ghostwriting for Cannabis? Yeah, I did. <laughs> had to talk that nigga off the ledge. Yeah. Uh, Cannabis are a full blown retard right now. <laughs> he not regular. Something happened to him, dog. For me, man, I'm gonna have to say it's the uh, Slim Shady LP. You think so? Yeah, man. Like that shit was so good to me, and it was just I like you realize how good the Marshall Mathers LP. I know, was. I know. I'm looking, I'm looking at the track list. I'm like, fuck. The Marshall Mathers LP was fucking steal you. Yeah, Stan was. Incre- but I'm gonna kill you. You don't want to fall to me. But I'm gonna kill. Like I remember my brother taking me to my senior luncheon, uh, and we and me and Pete and a whole bunch of other we performed at our senior luncheon and shit, right? Um, which was cold. We we tore that shit down. We thought we were superstars after that because when you go back to the school, everybody was like, oh shit. Anyway, but we was listening to the Marshall Mathers LP, and he had like a '95 Explorer. With some 15s in the back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, that shit was, like, amazing, dog. The way I am, just the way that he rapped on that shit. I think Marshall Mathers' LP is his best album. I think so. For me, my real introduction was the Slim Shady LP. And this is what happens when bad meets evil. Come on, my nigga. Come on, my nigga. Like, that version of, that version of Eminem and Royce the Five Nine is just fucking classic to me. For me, I'm I'm still sticking with the the Slim Shady LP. Shit. Um, let me look. We hit the weed till we were like two Vietnamese people. <laughs> Remember me? Yeah. Remember me? I'm back. I'm back, nigga. King Knip from Kenne- from Connecticut. Oh, <laughs> bitch, please, part two. Yeah, that was good. Oh shit. And it had Kim on there. I'm still riding with the Slim Shady LP. Still riding with that shit. That's all I can do. (laughs) Last year I was nobody. This year I'm selling records. Now everybody wants to come around like I owe them something. (laughs) The fuck you want from me? Ten million dollars? Fuck out of here. You see, I'm just Marshall Mathers. 
That was a good uh, fucking album. Definitely. Uh, sometimes I be forgetting like how great Eminem was though, or is. You know what I mean? Um, what's the best song on the Slim Shady LP? Dog? For me, it's Bad Meets Evil. Because on Rock Bottom, he was in it. No, he was spitting on a bunch of these shits, dog. Role Model? Nope, this wasn't it. You can try this at home. You can be just like me. Yes. This would actually started the the slight beef with him and cannabis. Mic check one two. We record. I'm cancerous. So when I did, she wouldn't want to answer this. If you responded back with a battle rap, you wrote for cannabis. I strangled you to death and I choked you again. And break your fucking legs till your bones poke you Man, I don't know, dog. Shit. All right, fuck it. Uh, Slim Shady LP is my vote. I'm standing Slim firm Shady. on that one. One got to stay. I'm going to go with the uh, shit. I'm going to go with the Marshall Mathers LP, dog. Okay, I can respect that. Like, I don't think there's a... But the, I love the Eminem show. Like, yeah. them three, like, them are... The Eminem show was really good. He was rapping, like, he was, like, flow. His flow was, like, going in and out, like, with all the beats, with all the rhyme. Nobody could rap like him at that point. Like, he had distanced himself from everyone. He was definitely the best rapper during that period. Facts. All right, what's the the next one I'm going to go with is duos. Because you know this is near and dear to my heart. And we're, we're a duo. Yeah. So we got Outkast. The Clips. Well, are we going with the album? Okay. Yeah, the album. Okay, Outkast, Stake On You. The Clips, Hell Have No Fury, Infamous, Mob Deep, Shit, and Most Deaf and Talib Kweli are Black Star. Uh, this is very easy for me. Uh, it's not even a fucking question. Um, it's Outcast, Stank On You. Wow. Wow. At every juncture, you surprise me. I was not expecting that from you. Why not? <laughs> because I know you hate Outcast. I do not hate Outcast at all. You hate Andre 3000. I do not hate Andre 3000 at you, all. You do. I do not. You do. <laughs> We've do had not. arguments in here. You hate You hate three stacks. No, you tried to tell me that he was... Anyway, Anytime his name it. is bought up, you it's, start getting disrespectful around the mouth. Because it's, a, it's, a, it's like a running joke. Because I know that shit pissed you off. <laughs> anyway, I guess. But no, in real life, uh, that shit is is fucking great. That shit went diamond. <laughs> like, the shit went diamond, dog. Fuck out of here, man. All right, man. I don't have no argument because for me, it's, it's stank on you, too. While Hell Half No Fury was a good fucking album by uh, The Clips, probably their best album. This it, is this is not fair, what I'm about to do. This next, this next category is not fair. But we got to ask the question. Okay. One got to stay. Female rappers. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. You bitch. Super Duper Fly, Missy Elliott. I don't know who this other person is. (laughs) And Cardi Cardi. B. Uh, I mean, I can go about this one or two ways. 
Uh, there is probably only one rap album that's on this list, actually. Uh, I forgot how dope Missy was. Super Duper Fly was a good ass album. I was um, talking about a beat battle between like Timberland and somebody else, and I was just looking at like tracks, classic Timberland tracks, and like half of the list was made for Missy, and like these songs was fucking dope. So I started. Timlin laced Missy with some shit. Yeah. So I went back and I was listening. I've been listening to Missy like for the last week or so. It's a, a cold ass uh, Missy uh, playlist on Apple Music. Uh, but this is the miseducation of Lauren Hill, like hands down. Like you should not mention Cardi B's name and the miseducation of Lauren Hill in the same fucking sentence. I don't give a fuck what kind of new metrics that you got. Try to measure stats and shit like that. Or Cardi B's the first is. It is not a fucking question. This album is better than anything that you've ever produced. 20 years. What was this album? Damn near 25 years old. I will put the music. And it's still incredible. So when we be putting which albums got us. Like if you put the miseducation of Lauryn Hill on with a with a a, a chronic and a biggie album and such and such. I don't know which one of them is not bad. You know what I'm saying? Like it don't she don't got to go into a female category. She can just be putting. These are some of the greatest albums of all time. She was time. album of the year. Credit category. She won album of the year with, with the Grammys that year. And I'm and I'm with you 110%. Nigga, you can listen to X Factor right now and that shit still sounds as good, as strong, as fucking transparent as it did 20 fucking years ago. Yeah. Just period. All right. These- but on a personal level, I just like to say this. Lauren Hill has burnt me twice in concert. I want my motherfucking money back, Miss Hill. I want my motherfucking money. I didn't go see her and Nas last year because I didn't know she was going to show up. She I, did, but I didn't know if she was. So. I paid to see Lauren Hill twice. She's been at least two hours late each time. No, fuck that. Uh, so this was this is interesting. Lil Wayne, what do you think? We got the Carter 2, we got the Carter 3, the Carter 4, and the Dedication 2. Oh, man. Oh, man. The Carter Two is what really made the Carter Two like put Wayne out there as like I'm that nigga. I think it was the Carter One, but that's neither. That and was then a, the dedication to him and DJ Drama was. Yeah, the I think the myths of those albums are better than the actual albums themselves. Cause I go back and listen to some of that shit, and I skip, I skip a good ninety percent of it, dog. You know what I'm saying? But, but to me, I just musically, I enjoyed the Carter Three probably the most. You think so? Yeah, I think that. Hmm. So the Carter Three was a good album, man. I was always waiting for Wayne to go in on a Carter Three, though. Like he never really waiting for him to go in. Like how so? Like like let the beat build. Right, like mm-hmm. that song was that beat was so dope. I'm thinking like, oh, he about to tear this shit up, and everything. And was you just, don't think he did? No, that shit was all, everything was on there was just so good. Let's, let's just go with some of the tracks on the Carter Three. We got Mr. Carter, mm-hmm. amazing, Amelia. It's a dope song, but I thought he could have did better. Doctor Carter, Mrs. Officer, Let the Beat Build, Shoot Me Down, Lollipop, yeah. Prostitute. Good songs, though. I, I I cannot tell you that these songs are bad at all. No, the Carter Four has some six foot seven nightmares from the bottom. Is Carter Four? I think it was over after Weezy after Carter Three, and Def Jam bought uh I mean Universal bought a million of them albums. Uh, I think Carter Two was just him better rapping better. Hustler music. 
Shooter. I don't know. For me, I'm going. I'm going with the Carter Three. It's got to stay. All that other shit can go home. It's got to stay. Uh, money on my mind. Money on my mind. The fly in. Uh, the fireman. Best rapper alive. Uh, hustling music, of course. Wheezy baby. Um. I just think he was rapping better. This was like a more darker album, you know what I'm saying? But for me, it's can, Carter Three. I can, I get you. If we gonna, I get you. All right, I could, I understand. All right, um, is this gonna be the last one? Jay Z. Yeah. Uh, one gotta go, Jay Z. Because a lot of these other ones, Logic. I'm sorry, one gotta stay. Logic, Tyler the Creator. Uh, one gotta stay. This is a little difficult for me. You got. Jay Z the Blueprint. This is very easy for me. Jay Z the Black Album. Okay. Life of Times of Volume Three. I don't. And four, four, four. Go ahead. Uh, the Black Album was my favorite Jay Z album for quite some time. More than the Blueprint. The Black Album was was it for me? Like he was like this was Jay Z. Like if he would have left after the Black Album and never dropped any more music. That might have been it. Why? Did, after dropping more music, it made the Black Album weaker? Uh, I think it diminished where it stood in his discography. Because that was, like, if you leave the game, like, he, that's, that's Jordan in the 98 finals hitting, hitting the jumper over Brian Russell. Like, that's, that's it. This is where I want to leave the game at. And if he would have left the game there, not to say that his albums that followed were terrible. But what I'm saying is if, that, if Black Album is him, 98, Hitting the Jordan over Russell, cool. What does that have to do with him in '93 beating the, the the Lakers or some shit like that? Like, what does that have? To, what What do those two different things have? To I do just feel like he that would have just been him going out on top and just just being the best. No, I I think the Black Album is is like the Black Album is fucking amazing. It is now. As far shit, these are I think this is these are his two best albums: the Blueprint and the Black Album. Is like one A. For me, one in one A. The, oh no, I'm not arguing with you on that. The Kanye West production and the Just Blaze production <laughs> on the Blueprint is what makes it hard for me. For me, is the Blueprint has to stay. But as far as his his rapping, like Jay Z was rapping his ass off on the Black Album. He was rapping his ass off on most all of these albums except Volume Three. Volume Three. Like I don't even see why that's out there. But for me, it was the Blueprint. Like that song was that album was so fucking impactful. Like that is his magnum opus. For me, that's Jay-Z's best album. And the Kanye West and Just Blaze production over that shit took it over the top. Girls, 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 take over. You don't know. Come on, man. But then the black album gave us like some really good shit, but one of the dopest shits that everybody always goes to. My name is O H to the O V. I on that. I use on the black album. Smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like that is a, a quintessential Jay Z. When PSA, the, yeah, like that is. That he used is, to start his shows off with that shit. We got uh, December fourth. Uh, what more can, can I, I say? say? Change clothes, dirt off your shoulder, threats, moment of clarity, Nine, threats, nigga, nigga, ninety nine problems, Lucifer. Allure, like Jesus Christ, dog. Yeah, those are all nice, but when you go through that, when you go through the list of the blueprint, though, 
when you go through that track album, the track listing for the blueprint, and look what you got there. Hold on. You got Takeover, Izzo, Girls, Girls, Girls. Oh, Jig of that nigga wasn't really. Heart of the City. Come on, man. Ain't no song crying. All I need. Renegade. It's 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 hard to fight with that shit. Yeah. All right, man. This is the last one we're gonna do. And this is interesting. This is one called Big Rappers. Big Rappers? Big Rappers. So we got an album from Big Boy, an album from Big Crit, an album from Big L, and an album from Big Shar. So we got Big Boy Boomerverse. Uh, what was this? They don't have the name of it. What was uh, Big Crit last album? Oh, man. Which was really good. Was that the double album? And we got Big L, Lifestyles Over the Poor and Dangerous. And then we got um, Big Sean, I Decide. Big Crit Forever is a Mighty Long Way. Let me go ahead and look at this shit. Yeah. Okay. (sighs) <sighs> man. Uh, no big E in this. No, no, there's, there's no, no there's, there's no, no, big. no big. No, okay. I just say this. Um, I really enjoyed this big, big shine album. I decide. Uh, as much as I used to like to hate on Medium Sean, I cannot disrespect that. I decided it was not a good ass album. And if you ask me, my favorite out of one gotta stay. I'm sticking with the hometown, Big Sean. It's gotta stay. I fucks with it. All right, man. We'll end with we'll end with that on the home team. Yeah, we'll end with the home team. Yeah, it's gotta stay. Uh, hmm. I'll say that one for later. It's a couple on here that I I say for later. One more. Or we just ended with the home team. Uh, let me pick a good one though. Hmm. So this may be <coughs> hands up. Yeah, right, man. You been taking your antibiotics? I don't take medicine. No. Um, you gonna be sick forever? No, nah, man. I'm. Uh, I'm. We gonna gonna end it on that one, dog. Okay. Who? Oh, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Uh, one gotta stay. These two more. I'm sorry. <laughs> These two more. Two uh, thousands debuts. So debut albums in the in the two thousands. Okay. We got Fifty Cent. Get, Get Richard Die Trying. That bitch better be in there. We got Kanye West, College Dropout. Okay. We got The Game, the documentary, Ooh. and we got Clips, Lord Willing. Now, we not talking about. The impact and all. Well, I don't know. We maybe we should. <laughs> For me, it's only one album. I you said it. The first first album you name, nigga. Get rich or die trying. Is that, get rich or die trying better than college dropout? It it it's too different. It's too different. I, I get you. Is is get rich or die trying? Hey man, I'm just giving my opinion. For me, it is like "Get Rich or Die Trying" was my shit. I got you. Better than College Dropout. That's what I'm going with. It's better than the documentary. 
Not the I impact mean, and everything. 50 like, wrote it. Wrote what? <laughs> he gave him some of the songs for the documentary. Man, he gave him some of the hooks for two songs. I mean, so that implies that he wrote some of it. Yes or no? No, it does not imply that oh, he wrote some nigga. of it. nigga. Yes, it does. Get rich or die trying. What up, gangster? One Gotta Stay, Outcast albums. You know this is near and dear to my heart. Southern Playlist, Cadillac, Funky Music, AT Aliens, Equimini, or Stank On You. One has to stay. And we'll end it on this one. It's you and I, Equimini. It has to stay. You don't. You're not even an Outcast fan. I don't even see why you. Like what? What are you looking up? You don't even know these songs. Why are you? Why do you feel that way though? That's what I, I want to know. Just how like, you carry yourself. <laughs> why do you feel that way? Equimini versus Stank on you. Yes. Spodiote Dopalicious, Elevators, So Fresh, So Clean, Miss Jackson, Bob. That is, which is my favorite Outkast song of all time, is "Bombs Over Baghdad." If I die before you, can you make sure they play "Bombs Over Baghdad" at my funeral? I'm going with "Stank On You." My favorite Outkast album. Okay. Well, technically, my favorite Outkast album is "Big Boy" and Dre presents Outkast, which was a compilation in 2001. But that needs to hear not there. Fair enough. Uh, "Stank On You." Okay. I'm still going with Equimini. All right, man. <laughs> I've been waiting all episode for you to get this. Who mans is this? So, listen. <laughs> this shit is I, hilarious. I think I lost this shit, dog. So, I got two Who Mans is this. I was all ready and set to give Who Mans is this to the former uh, CEO of uh, Papa John's. <laughs> Uh, Can you make me some nigger pies? Because he got in trouble because he said nigger on a, a conference call. Uh, he was like, KFC used the word nigger. And I, you know, some 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 sort of way he, he he said the phrase, KFC said the word nigger. I don't know why y'all tripping on me to a certain extent. He didn't say the N-word. He said nigger. <coughs> and he now this week he talking about he wish he would have never resigned. Like, it's too late now, nigga. You can't get your job yeah, back. Right. <laughs> you can't quit your job and then go back and be like, yeah. hey, I think I want to keep doing this bitch. You know, that nigga got a lot of fucking money, man. He was at the top of his shit for a few years, and then he came And Papa out. John's pizza tastes like shit. Um, you know, it's pizza. But listen. He no, there's start, bad pizzas. I, I eat frozen pizza from Myers, <laughs> nigga. Nigga, so do I. I love pizza, but, like, I will not eat Papa John's, and I'll fuck with Domino's. Uh, Domino's is fire now. Uh, they didn't came up. What the last time you had Domino's? Last week. Nigga, that shit is not fire. Shit is fire. I'd last rather week. have a hot and ready and I went to the one And I went to the one in the hood on Six Mile. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. Shout out to the one on Six Mile. You talking about Six Mile near my house? Six Mile near my house. Get the fuck out of here. That's just trash. All right. Well, shout out to all the black people working up in that bitch. You got to order your shit extra early because they be bullshitting sometimes. But shit was fire. Uh... But I came across this article, and I had to switch my who man's is this, dog. It was a Florida couple, and they were arrested for selling golden tickets to heaven. So a couple in Florida, T. 
Tito and Amanda Watts were arrested. Hold on, hold on. You didn't you didn't say this nigga's name the first time. Tito? <laughs> Tito. Okay. Tito and Amanda Watts were arrested a few days ago for selling, in quotations, golden tickets to heaven. What is their ethnicity? Just nigga name is Tito, though. <laughs> Who the fuck knows, dog? Uh they sold golden tickets to heaven to hundreds of people. They sold the tickets on the street for $99.99 per ticket. They told buyers that the tickets were made from solid gold and that each ticket reserved the buyer a spot in heaven. Simply present the ticket at the pearly gates and you are in. How? How? I'm dead as fuck. How do I present this ticket? All you got to do is after you die, go cash this here. Like, nigga, what? Tito Watts. Now, this is interesting. Watts is definitely a black name, but Tito. Is Tito a black name? No, nah, man. Because Tito Jackson, right? <laughs> That's how I just want. I feel like Tito is more of a Hispanic name. Yeah. But. Well, Tito Watts said in his police statement, I do not care what the police say. The tickets are solid gold. And it was Jesus who gave me these behind the KFC. He sure told, wasn't Jesus to gave you these behind the KFC. <laughs> it was Jesus who gave me these behind the KFC and told me to sell them so I can get some money to go to outer space. I met an alien named Stevie who said if I got cash together, he'd be <laughs> take me and my wife on his flying saucer to his planet and that is permanently made of drugs. That is entirely made of drugs. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. You man. should arrest Jesus because he is the one that gave me these golden tickets. Hey, Seuss. Hey, Seuss. I am, Jesus. I am willing to wear a wire and set Jesus up. <laughs> is he willing to snitch, to snitch on the Lord and Savior? Oh, In her police statement, Amanda Watts said, we just wanted to leave Earth and go to space and do drugs. I did not do anything. Tito sold the golden tickets to heaven. I just watched. Now, Accomplice accessory. The police said they confiscated over $10,000 in cash, <laughs> drug paraphernalia, and a baby alligator. Oh, man. Now, who gets to who manages this? Is it Amanda and Tito Watts, or is it the hundreds of people who <laughs> The bought- hundreds of people that bought this golden <laughs> ticket that you're supposed to redeem when you get to the gates of heaven? This ain't the white party. You don't, <laughs> you don't get these tickets to the door of shame park. Heaven don't work like that. Nigga met Jesus behind the KFC and said, nigga, sell these so you can get on my, my fine saucer and- <laughs> to go to my planet made entirely of drugs. Hey, man, we both worked in sales. This is a hard sale, in yeah, my opinion. It's a hard sale. Because <laughs> you want me to give you $100 on the street for this golden ticket? Tito, get the fuck out my face. No, nah, that's some funny shit, bro. Yeah, man. Who man's is this? <laughs> Nigga said, I found $10,000 drug paraphernalia and a baby alligator. Fuck it all. Hey, man. God bless niggas. Who man's is this? <laughs> niggas and their creativity. Hey, man. This Dave going wild on everything that matters. I don't have I don't have shit else to say after that. Yeah, man, that's wild. <laughs> Do you st- how, how much you want for that baby alligator? Uh, Jay Johnson three one three Instagram Twitter follow Shop Talk Podcast on Instagram and Shop Talk Podcast Studios. I'm not saying that we're the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jane Dame. Hell yeah, peace. <laughs>